intercepted. Yes, it is. And Columbia has knocked off Harvard. To the Captain's Corner podcast, sponsored by Jag One. Once again, I'm your host Steve Speedling, and joined by Aaliyah Funchell. Aaliyah, for once, episode four, we finally got some sun on a Monday. Yeah, but don't jinx it because <laughs> it's about to start raining again. Are you serious? Not today, oh, but later oh. this week. Well, the so. rain—the rain this past like couple weeks has been just absolutely brutal in general. I was trekking through floods to get to work the past couple days. Yeah, the past couple weeks, I should say. Uh, not fun, not fun, but I am happy to be back, and we have a fun episode planned today, so very excited about it, but I just wanted to introduce again our great captains, so we have CJ, Pat, Caden, and Luke. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling good, feeling good on this Monday, participated in the mindfulness event that Success Through Wellbeing had in here, got me a little tapped in and focused on my surroundings. Nice. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good too. I didn't do any yoga, but I'm <laughs> still feeling good. Good. Okay. Well, we're obviously, like I said, we talk about the previous game at the beginning of the show, and then the upcoming game at the end, and then we'll have something fun in between. So obviously, not the outcome that we wanted over at Princeton. Dropped that ten to seven. But I would like to start with some stats that are provided by the great SIDs. Um, so. Columbia defense is leading the country in red red zone defense and number two in scoring defense. So, um, and a big game for the defense this past week as well. So, I don't know if you guys want to kick it off and, and just kind of give your perspective, what's been continuing to work, and what are you evolving for the coming weeks? Uh, I mean, I didn't even know that. I'd say that um, one thing I will say is it hasn't really been anything really consistent that i say we'd be doing besides playing team defense. I would say we've just been elevated week by week to where um, that's really surprising me to hear because I feel like where we were uh, Friday, even though it definitely was far from perfect, was miles away than we were at Lafayette. So I think really we've just been building on knowing your 111th, as Coach Stovall says, of who's our defense coordinator, knowing your 111th and knowing what your job is. And once we move as a unit, like even with our linebacker unit, we said all the time, like move three as one. So we're on the field, like we're three guys out there, but we move as one. So I think just – this having that chemistry between each other, which we've all been on the field together, but you got to reestablish that year after year. So that's been a big thing that's been helping us get to that next level, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, just to speak on the stats, um, some of those are a little inflated, obviously. Played at Georgetown, got up to a big league lead. I think they had three or four red zone trips in like third, fourth quarter that they had to score touchdowns on. We, I mean, we were able to make stops, but, you know, some of those could have turned into field goals change those numbers and in terms of the scoring defense aspect um i mean on d we're, we're just like just like cj said we're just trying to elevate week week to week and you look at that that number um uh, leading the or second in the nation in scoring defense that's all fine and good and you know we're proud of that but at the end of the day the game came down to one last drive and we couldn't get a stop so um as as nice as that number sounds and that statistic sounds well, – the only statistic we're really focused on is wins and losses. And mm -hmm. we had the opportunity to uh, close the game out, and we didn't get it done. So, you know, obviously everybody's proud of the product, and Coach Joe always talks about um, quality of the product is a reflection of the commitment of the crew. And we think our product's pretty good right now, but um, a better product would be a win. So that that's mm -hmm. pretty much where we're focused on uh, yeah. as a defense. 
Yeah, and um, the defense did hold Princeton to just 80 rushing yards, which is half of what they usually average just for the people listening back at home. So um, I know it's hard as, as the players to, you know, only look at the wins and losses, but um, I, I don't know. I just have to commend you guys for what you do and, um, you know, very fun to watch. Um, but let's throw it over to the offense. Um, just kind of overall takeaways from the game of what you can take moving forward. Yeah, I'll start it off. Uh, I I think those stats reflect very accurately how the defense is playing. I think that they're playing at an extremely high level, and they showed that um, against Princeton on Friday night. Uh, and I think just from an offensive standpoint, I think it just, you know, I've said it multiple times on here, it just comes down to execution, uh, driving the ball inside of their 10-yard line uh, two times in the first half and coming away with zero points is, is a tough tough way to win a game you know you gotta you gotta be a lot better in the red zone and we got to uh convert when we have those opportunities and especially when your defense is playing at a, at a high of, at as high of a level as they are um it just comes down to taking advantage of those opportunities that they're creating for us um and finishing drives is all it really comes down to uh you know our our, our game plan was you know we were going to run the ball a lot a lot of quick game a lot of perimeter screens and, and we did that with a lot of success in the first half even though you know, we scored zero points. Like I said, we had two trips into inside the 10-yard line that we just, you know, needed to finish. Um, and then kind of in the second half, uh, you know, they made their adjustments. Um, you know, I think that we made our adjustments, and I think that we needed to hit some shots uh, down the field, and we, and we just didn't produce. So um, I think that, you know, that needs to be a point of emphasis is just, you know, making taking advantage of the opportunities that are given to us and um, converting on them. And, and I have no doubt that um, we'll get it fixed and, and get back on track. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to echo mostly what Caden said. Uh, you know, as a as a part of the O-line, like we just consistently need to be better and play better. And, you know, we were doing what we wanted in the first half, but at the end of the day, like just need to score points and we didn't do that so we need to figure out a way to execute better in the part of the field that matters um because this league is games like that every week mm -hmm. and it comes down to one or two drives or one or two plays and you just can't go in and expect to be good football teams when you can't score so it's you know i'm 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 by no i'm happy with how hard we played um, but that, that can't be something that, oh, we played hard, so we should feel good because that's mm -hmm. what we can't. So, um, you know, I think, we, like Kane said, we just need to execute better and keep keep working at, you know, perfecting the little things, and I think, you know, those points will come. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a question for the defense. Um, obviously, the play of the game was the pick six by Justin Townsend in the third quarter. At the time, put you guys up 7-3. Were either of you guys on the field at the time? I was, uh, I was, yeah. 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 All right, so one of my favorite things, obviously, in, like, watching NFL games and stuff is, like, after a pick six, the celebrations, they go wild. What was that like on the field after that? Were you going wild with them, or was there just down to business? Well, I'll tell you what it was like. Um, <laughs> you know, so, Justin, snap of the ball. I made, like, a little move on the center. I look up, and they throw the screen pass. And I didn't really see what was going on. And then I just looked to the left to see JT's in the end zone. And, you know, that's our guy. We just went up. I'm running to go celebrate with him, and he's sprinting through the end zone towards our sideline. And I was trying to, like, slow him up, like, yo, are we going to celebrate <laughs> together? I, everybody's chasing him. And then he just kept running up the sideline, <laughs> almost running away from his teammates. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, dude, I guess we're not going to celebrate together. 
So, I mean, people were chasing him all the way down to <laughs> the other 25. I stopped running at, like, that, that near 25. I was like, I'm not, I'm not chasing this guy. He doesn't want to celebrate with me. All right, he goes celebrate by himself. But, you know, he was excited. I get it. Uh, he didn't, you know, he doesn't score too often. He doesn't really know what to do. But I will say I was a little bit offended that he didn't want to celebrate with the boys on the field and just wanted to run over and do his own thing. Um, but shout out JT. I mean, that play was ridiculous. Um, obviously came at such a crucial moment. Um, gave us a ton of momentum. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just it was great to see him get that done. I mean, he played running back in high school, so he's used to scoring, but yeah. not really used to scoring uh, in college. Level, yeah. Yeah, That's so awesome. So uh, it was pretty cool and, uh, yeah, happy for him to, to, to get that play. And it, it, was re- it was really cool to be a part of. Yeah, from uh, JT's perspective, he kind of said he just kind of went uh, zero dark 30 mode. Like <laughs> it was no thoughts up top. Lights on, no one's home. So I ran with him all the way to the 25, and then he got there, and he was just like – and just looked <laughs> around. So there was no celebration. But I would say when the play happened, I really just, like, couldn't believe what I just saw. Like, I saw the ball go up for the screen, and I just saw him catch it, and it was so effortless and how he did it and just w- walked into the end zone, like, almost like he it, the pass was to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just a two-yard gain. I was just, like I, – I was just dumbfounded. It was an amazing play, but JT just has a knack for doing that when we need him. And, like, that's the thing I love about being on the field with him and plenty of the guys I'm on the field with. Like, that's the beautiful part about defense is, like, anybody can make a play at any point. So it's just like – and when you got them dogs around you, you're ready for that to happen at any moment. Yeah, like – and where JT, I think, has really elevated his game in, the, in these first three games is, like, last year – He's always he's got great instincts like JT just referenced. I mean, uh, CJ just referenced. Great instincts, knows the ball, always made big plays for us when we needed him last year, um, and is still doing that. And on top of that, if you break down his film, play in, play out, um, he's dominating his one eleventh, like just doing mm-hmm. his job um, and and winning his one on ones consistently throughout the game. Like really being a person we could count on. Um, when you talk about our, our main guy last year was probably say Scotty Valentes. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that just was doing his job every day, every play, dominating his one eleventh every play. Um, I think JT's taking up that mantle, and, and uh, it, it's great to just kind of reload in that aspect. So yeah, he's uh, as a guy who's blocked him off camp, he's made like a significant improvement in mm-hmm. his run game defense, which is like the part that a lot of DNs don't want any part with. They want to pin their ears back and pass rush, but like to his credit, he made a commitment in the off season to put on a bunch of weight, and he's legitimately playing that way. All three downs, um, you don't see it all the time because you know run defense isn't as isn't as sexy. But you know to echo off what Pat said, he's made a huge jump in that area, in my opinion. Yeah, he's uh, and just like kind of Luke said, his off season work like he was up like how many pounds? Twenty, uh, 20 pounds. Wow. Twenty pounds. Um, and then his power clean was up like twenty five pounds. Bench up like thirty five squat went up so like he's been put in that work and like we've seen it all winter so it's not really surprising but mm-hmm. i guess when, you, when you're not there in those moments when you see him on the field it's just like all right you know, it's a noticeable level of difference but we saw where it came from it was his work ethic so shout out to him obviously justin townsend's name pops right off the box score in a 10-7 game uh with a pick six and that's why we gave him almost pretty much a whole segment uh but this is the point where we like talk on you know other players whose names don't pop off the box score uh, the players who do the little things, the guys who stepped up, who um, not many people would know about if we didn't talk about them on this podcast. So, uh, Luke, we'll start with you if you're ready, and we can just go around the room. Sure. Uh, my shout-out of the week will be a guy at this table, um, Patty P. Um, you know, obviously he plays really hard on defense, 
and plays well on defense, and I think his game has made a huge improvement since last year, especially. Um, but my shout-out particularly goes to him because of what he does on punt, specific to help me on punt. Um, you know, in close games like the one that was on Friday night, punt becomes, you know, special teams becomes that much more important. Um, rain game, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong on a unit like punt, and I I am the only offensive guy on punt, and I call I call the formation, I call the play, basically before before the snap. So we all know what we're doing, and Patty Peak is the one that comes on and tells me what they talked about in the huddle every time. On top of that. Princeton ran just a ton of exotic looks, brought six guys on one side, you know, a bunch of stuff. They're trying to really mix it up in the second half to try to cause problems on that unit. And Patty P more than once bailed me out, um, which is just something you he'll never, ever, nobody ever watching the game will ever know besides some obscure special teams coordinator. But, like, those things make a difference in games like that. Like, that's what allows you to stay close in games like that. You know, like a blocked punt or a fumble snap. I mean, we're not even in the game in the last two minutes. So, um, shout out to Patty P. Appreciate you, Luke. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that one of my shout outs, I'm just going to shout out the entire offensive line, right? That is a very good front seven that we played against last Friday night. Um, and to run the ball with the success that we did, it was really awesome to see and to see the, the passion um, and intensity that they were playing with and, and how excited they got uh, was really awesome to see. And, and it just gives me more confidence and the running backs more confidence um, as the game goes on. And, and the defensive side of the ball, I think you could really shout out anybody that played a snap for our defense as, 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 well, as well as they played. But uh, um, John Martin, uh, he's worked extremely hard the entire offseason. Um, I think everybody on the team knows uh, the work that John Martin's put in. And for him to get his opportunity and make as many plays as he did um, against a good Princeton team um, was really, really awesome to see. Um, that's kind of just, you know, obviously Patty and, and JT played extremely, extremely well. But for John Martin to get his opportunity um, and step up and make the plays that he did was really awesome to see, especially when you know the work uh, that he's put in to get to where he's at. So, I'm going to shout out the Columbia faithful. Um, you know, last two games it's been raining pretty hard um and we still we still have a decent turnout parents uh friends family coming um so that's been great to see and uh friday night was no exception we had a, we had a pretty decent uh crowd supporting us and i just want to shout out one person in particular because i promised him i would you know another townsend mr townsend jt's dad <laughs> um always bringing the juice you know a lot of times standing right behind the bench giving people encouragement when they need them and uh and you know i'm just really appreciative for all the parents and friends and family that want to come out and support us so shout out mr townsend yeah speaking of columbia faithful man shout out ryan bachta and benny franco two young guys that are always there at every game like you'll be sitting on the bench and you'll just hear number zero <laughs> they'll yell like three times you turn around and he's like let's go <laughs> they're always there to hype me up but just had to give them a shout-out. But I would say my shout-out of the game as far as on the field is um, James Knox. He's, like, really the unsung hero of our defense. He, like, he's not showing up on many stat sheets besides, like, tackles and TFLs. Um, but, like, his game is just has such an impact on just the, the opposing team's rushing game. Like, those rushing stats, like, you probably give, like, a lot of credit to that to James Knox. He's our strong side DN, and he's just the most physical guy you will ever meet. Like, even if I get hit by him on the field by accident, like, it hurts. Like, it's a difference when you get hit by anybody else versus Knox. And he's not even trying to hit me. Like, his cleat might hit me in my helmet. I'm just, like, dazed for a second. 
So Knotts is definitely like our unsung hero. We we played a little bit of different technique on the edge this week with him, and he executed that to the fullest. It is just a bully. He's like he's he's actually crazy. He's the nicest guy you'll meet off the field, but he's crazy once those lights turn on and his helmet straps up. So shout out James Knox. Yeah, I play next to Knox and uh, I can I can concur. I mean <laughs> one he plays physical and when he hits other people it hurts and when he runs into you it hurts too. So <laughs> may, maybe work on that piece of it, Knox, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Knox. Work on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandawater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. Your first sip of Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer is a game changer. It tastes so good, you can't believe it's non-alcoholic. With a variety of craft beer styles from IPAs to sours, you can sip and celebrate alongside the Columbia Lions game-changing plays. Find a store near you or order online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code COLUMBIA10 to get 10% off their first six-pack at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, fit for all times. Exclusions and conditions apply. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. All right, so I guess we'll take this to the part of the podcast that's kind of a little bit more fun um so we have some hot takes this this time around it's the hot take hotline podcast 
Um, does anyone right off the bat have any hot takes that they just need to get off their chest? I know Steve does. He says he brought some, so I want to hear yours first. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've kind of talked about it and teased it on a few podcasts, but, I mean, I'm an NBA guy, too. A lot of people have brought up LeBron, um, so I think Caden's my guy over there. What's going on with the LeBron uh, takes over there? Le goat. Uh, you know, I think that there is – an argument for him to be the greatest of all time. Uh, I myself am more of a Jordan guy, uh, and and my argument for that uh, is one rings. Uh, I think that his success in the in the NBA Finals speaks for itself. But uh, you know, another aspect is it feels like um, you know I I, you know, I make it a little heat for this, but it feels like not that it's a bad thing, but it feels like other guys have hit shots, big sh- big time shots. Um, during the finals that LeBron played in, you have the Ray Allen three-pointer when he was on the Heat. You have the Kyrie three-pointer against the Golden State Warriors. Um, so it just kind of, you know, for my – what my parameters are for the greatest of all time, you know, the guy you want with the ball <laughs> the final <laughs> seconds of the game, Mike Jordan. Um, but I know that that's an unpopular opinion. Um, but, if you know, if your parameters are different, if you want to talk about, you know, just one of the greatest athletes to ever step on a basketball court – you know, I think you would be hard-pressed to say anybody other than LeBron. So I'm getting a lot of size out of CJ, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, before we continue, just the look of disgust <laughs> yeah. on Pat Pasolacqua's face right now is unbelievable. Picture says a thousand words, and that one isn't short one word. Yeah, I tossed it to you, Caden, first, because I actually agree with you. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Team Jordan camp. Um, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of a difference to me. Everyone says it's the same, whatever, but there's a difference to me between greatest of all time and one of the best, the sorry, the best basketball player I've ever seen, which is LeBron. But there's a difference when it comes to winning, and I think you made a great point, Caden, about just. The guy doesn't hit the big shots, so a lot of people bail him out sometimes. But that's where we're going to toss it to you guys. I know this is a controversial topic. And one thing I will add, and I don't think that it gets talked about enough, is I don't know that – and this is an anti-Jordan argument, so I may even be arguing against myself here. (laughs) But, like, just how much better athletes have gotten over time. Uh, The quality of player that LeBron was playing against or is still playing against – is definitely much better than probably what Jordan was going against back in the day, just because of advancements with athletes. Um, but it's also it was also a more physical game back then, so you could make that argument as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go. let these guys Open go ahead. It up. Okay, okay. So so number one, we're talking about greatest versus best. All this, are we gonna argue about a definition of a word, or what's the parameter here? We're we talking about greatest is in. Like what this legacy was, and well, that's look, the thing to me. Look, that's it's what it's like, all goes into. It's it. kind of like so it's kind of like like if you look at just best, like best quarterback of all time. Like there's a lot of arguments to be made about Peyton Manning mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers, but like the greatest of all time is it's Tom great. Brady. Yeah, no, no so I'm gonna yeah, cut yeah, you off there. I think I that don't if you're agree. making if you're making that argument, best versus greatest. I think best you're you're talking about number fifteen for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, fine. Yeah. 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 Greatest you're talking about Tom Same Brady. My yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same my point. Yeah, though. that's the point. But but the greatest of all time in basketball is Michael Jordan. But I don't think that's I just don't think that's true. But all right, so if we're talking about greatest of all time as in like the legacy they left, it would probably be like Bill Russell, Michael Jordan. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like Michael Jordan and then LeBron. Like those would be the top three. But like, what are we even talking about then? What, what are we talking about? Because yeah. we're talking about winning. Okay, Bill Russell has 11 rings, almost I double with Jordan. Yeah, combination but like he of was, both though. I mean, come on. And, he, has, and, he has 11. And he basically like. Yeah, but I mean, he was playing 
He like you're talking Bob about. Bob Cousy was his starting. I understand. Point. I would never put Bill. I'm gonna say Bill Russell's not in my top ten all time. I'm saying what are we arguing about? We're talking about who's the, who's the best basketball player you've ever seen in terms of. Everybody in the world's in front of you. You want to pick the best basketball player. Who's it going to be? That's what I think it is. If I want to win a game, like if I want to win a one game and I need to pick one guy to who I know will go out and win, it's going to be Michael Jordan. Well, I mean, <sighs> Michael Jordan always came with Scottie Pippen. That's I think what, that's, that's one argument. thing that people don't remember. Yeah. Like, he couldn't do it without every, him. Every, LeBron's every done team it everywhere. Team. LeBron's every done it everywhere. Good, that's fine. LeBron, LeBron, Davis. He's LeBron, done it everywhere. LeBron has AD. one. LeBron. We're talking about AD. <laughs> that's glass. Yeah, he's a top three center in the league. made of glass. Skin made of paper. We're talking about AD. LeBron has one finals win where you could be like, that guy won a finals by himself. And that was when he came back against the Warriors. Kevin Love needs a Tide Pod NIL. He's Washed. I can't but believe I mean, you, you can't fault the guy because he had I'm not faulting teammates. him. You brought it up. And on top of that, Caden Bell had the audacity to say it was a more physical game back then. Bill Lambeer. It was. It Bill totally Lambeer. Was. That, it totally was. Th- Bill Lambeer is his arch nemesis. That's fine. That man was 200 You don't pounds. think 6'8", 260, LeBron James, Miami LeBron could deal with the physicality of the I don't game? Think I'm not saying that. I don't think I'm he's having saying. an 18-year career. He's I don't think he's having train. an 18-year career. He's a freight train. I, I don't how, care, how how many, how many care how big of a freight train you're. How many, you're 260 pounds. Do, do you have any how many years did Jordan play? 14? Do you have any defenders like Dennis Rodman in the league now? Bro, you don't know. You Patrick don't know Beverly. About. Patrick Beverly. But Patrick Beverly <laughs> would never play Patrick against LeBron. LeBron. Kawhi Leonard? Two. Okay, Kawhi, maybe. Bro, whoa. Paul George on the what, same what team. What are you saying, maybe? Like, but MJ dude. didn't even have to go against Dennis. He had Dennis Rodman on, on his, his team. team. No, I agree. But I agree. You think I, Dennis Rodman? The Detroit guard? Pistons you, used you to think literally, like, when he went to the paint, Literally, it turned like an MMA fight. Yeah, that was a great 30 for 30 documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, right? That was a great documentary. It's and, true. And, and by the it's way, true. that's fine. And then LeBron, would, LeBron would shoot free throws, and all, but, which is the only part of his game that's not elite all time is his free throw shooting. And still, he would still probably score as many points as Jordan. Hot take. Jordan would not be as relevant as he is today without his shoes. That's oh insane. He would not that's be as relevant. Probably for Gen, I mean, for Gen Z. For Gen Z. He hasn't played another professional sport. And, and, that's, professional and that's when we're fine. disrespecting the integrity of the game. If we're calling him a goat, he left the game. And then came back and won three rings. He left yeah, the no, game. No, he took, took a nice little break. To play yeah. another sport professionally. Yeah, Le- Who Le- can say that? LeBron. Uh, minor LeBron, leagues. So I mean, like LeBron so he played, he played in the – Dion played. LeBron. Yeah, at the same LeBron time. He didn't have to leave. eight straight finals. you know how exhausting that is? Nine straight. you know how exhausting that is? And Michael Jordan won three straight twice. He played every What's game. What's the difference between winning and losing in terms of your he fatigue factor? He took the NBA season. He took a breather. He took a breather halfway through. Winning and losing. He took a breather to play another sport professionally. Let's, let's, let's break down LeBron's L's, first it's of all. baseball. He lost two. First of all, he, Here is beat, a valid argument. he beat the greatest team of all time, 73-9 and nine Warriors. Beat them. Because said, Draymond oh, got suspended. Because that is, is that oh, anybody's I fault? I, I, I'm not going to put conditionals this, on this NBA sounds, Finals. This sounds less like Jordan MJ Love has, and LeBron I, MJ has conditionals too. I'm not. Gonna, I, I don't like. I, and that. How, how many does LeBron have? Like, three or four? Four. 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 I'm not going to put you know conditionals on. Um, you know, like like when, when the Warriors won their first one and LeBron took them to six without Kyrie or Kevin Love and. Andre Iguodala won the MB, uh, Finals MVP even though, for LeBron, guarding him. even though LeBron averaged a 40-point triple double. Like, I'm not going to put a conditional for guarding on him. those injuries <laughs> that he would have won. I'm not going to do it. It make, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. Here's they, they assembled the dream team. They assembled the Avengers because he beat the greatest team of all time. They got Kevin Durant and the, put him on this team. That's a fact. Well, which Jordan's is fine, though. I'm not, I'm not going to put conditionals on Was that. the greatest team of all time because they, they had one more loss, but they ended okay. up winning the finals. You say a lot of people bring know. up the MJ undefeated they in the finals, LeBron. right? 6-0. So what is a loss in the finals worth? 
Nothing. Zero. I mean, who remembers the losers? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, it's not worth zero, but when you're measuring it against the guy who's undefeated, I think it's worth something. But he like went that. to four four more NBA finals. Do y'all not remember that, that Cavs team more. LeBron took to the finals? He went to four bad. more. We can't name one other person on bad. that team. He also to lost to Dirk. He went to four, which is which is uh, the only blemish I can't I can't cramp. I can't cramp. come up I, mean, I can't come cramp. up with a that team was bad with that a narrative with a, with a narrative to to fix it. I can't the, the the Mavs finals is the only thing I really don't have a comeback for but I will say he's went to four more NBA championships Are, is that worth nothing all right here's here's a here's an actual question if LeBron wasn't so corny would this be such a discussion no not at all that's the thing he's like, so corny because like i, I really like LeBron. think people i love lebron but I think he's people, a great role model he's a this is what i'm exactly. saying exactly and he's mj a ah, that's what i'm saying <laughs> he's the best dude ever mj's a sore loser exactly he's he's not he's the a best sore dude loser ever. and he, you know but you get to make sick documentaries about him because he talks all his <laughs> trash he does all his crazy yeah. and then he goes and backs it up yeah except lebron does the same thing too except on top of that he looks but then he, he like tries sing, to uplift his community but then he sings drake lyrics and gets the words wrong yeah but that's funny too like <laughs> you know, he's he's just like us, except he's LeBron James. He also flops around a lot. I'm just talking ah, about that's that. old. He doesn't do that anymore. Everybody in the NBA does. It's also part of the game. Like it's he, part it's of the game. That, that wouldn't work except, back in the day. Except Jordan's gamesmanship. Oh, he's so gritty. And he, <laughs> oh, it, it's the mentality. Let me ask you this. Would Jordan's mentality make up for three inches and 40 pounds with LeBron James? <laughs> Well, I mean, Jordan's <laughs> mentality, yeah, because LeBron's mentality is so weak to go to go to nine straight finals. Oh, it's it, but that Jordan mentality, because because LeBron LeBron just takes the off season off. Actually, he, he just hangs out. He doesn't work hard. All this stuff. He went to nine straight finals, guys. You think that mentality is going to make up for three inches, forty pounds? Well, no. A better playmaker. Oh, a guy. It's 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 on it's undeniable. He's a better playmaker. Okay. Better teammate. He makes his yeah, teammates definitely. better. More he way, can play way every better. Okay. I I, I agree with better teammate. Yeah, but 100%. Jordan wins more. I mean, he got knocked he out the first more. round a, a lot of so, times. All right. And I, I have another argument. So my number one argument is is uh, is guys, look, let's put them side by side here, right? Mm -hmm. Let's have him play right. some one on one. LeBron what, wins. What, what, what are we talking about? What are we talking LeBron about? LeBron wins. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll push that aside. My second argument is we're having the debate about their legacy and their career, right? We're having it, right? Jordan was playing against plumbers. Right, <laughs> okay. I, I knew it was going here. He's playing against vacuum salesmen. He's playing against vacuum salesmen. No, he's that's <laughs> crazy. That's so disrespectful. The, 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 I acknowledge that athletes have gotten better, but he was still playing against the best of the best. The, the, the best of the best. Carl Malone would be a NBA journeyman. That's a fact. Malone would be a journeyman. That's a fact. Well, he'd be in jail, but yeah, like these guys couldn't shoot three. Like NBA bench warmers now. The scoring ability that they have would they would be all stars back then. That's what would the goal? What would the goal? So if Jordan, I mean, he also thinks Larry Bird is him as Brian Scalabrini. No, 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 that's crazy. I said he's comparable to, to Joe Ingles. That's my. <laughs> yeah, he said Larry Bird's Joe Ingles. Well, he's very similar, except, except Larry Bird's a better playmaker. That's what I would say. Okay, so what would happen to Jordan's legacy if he had to and face, a better shooter, face the Warriors as many times as LeBron did? What would his record be if he had to face those Golden State Warriors? Four times. Just Jordan or Jordan and the Jordan and the Bulls. Jordan okay. and the Bulls. If it, they had to face those Golden State Warriors. And you roll out like Bro. Steph Curry and it's Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that was the team. That was kind of the but team he played. But it's them yeah. versus yeah. a 19, you know, a 19, mid 1980s, early I mean, 1990s I mean, Bulls. I mean, like, that's not I think, fair. I think that's oh, like, oh I think God. Steph Curry. Like I think Steph Curry is like Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Like, you guys make an argument about LeBron playing in that era. Like, I think LeBron is plenty physical to play in that era. 
Uh, that's like that's like but rolling Steph out Curry, the, like does Steph Curry make it through a, like two or three seasons in a row? One hundred percent, because it did. <laughs> it's like rolling out the you know the great Steelers defenses and telling them to come stop the Kansas City Chiefs in today's day and age. It's just not the same. They couldn't do it. Right, that, the game has changed and transformed so the game much is, since then. The game has changed, and the key thing the game has done, it's gotten better. Hundred percent. So my viewpoint on, on but it's a, relative on, on athletics is this. There will always be a new greatest of all time. It, 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 I agree. Like at a certain point, it will always happen. And I use I use track as the best example because okay. athletes get better. Like tr- track and field is pretty much a pure representation of how athletic have, have has uh, you know athletes. How much more athletic has people gotten over time? Um, and you look at the greatest races ever run, like Michael Johnson's 400 meter record. I think it held for like 30 years or something, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous for that to hold for 30 years. But it got broken in 2016, and no one even knows about it because, I mean, although it got broken, it wasn't such an, an earth-shattering record like Michael Johnson's was back then. So maybe that'll only hold for 10 years. MJ w- has been the greatest of all time until LeBron's, say, 15th year where people started making an argument. That's like a 20-year, 20 20-year, 20 25-year span. Okay. Um, that's a ridiculous accomplishment. Like Will Agreed. Chamberlain. We, sli- we'll, we still talk about Will Chamberlain. Imagine how Will Chamberlain – was that he could be talked about like 50 years later. Mm-hmm. But eventually the, the, they're going to phase out, and, Le- and LeBron, LeBron is doing it. Phase out. Le- yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. That's why those shoes are so They'll important. still talk about Jordan they 50 years these? from now. The shoes do help. They'll still Once talk they about Jordan like, uh, not 50, 30 years from now, just like they talk about Will, right? Uh, like unbelievable generational players for the time. But now LeBron's come in, and I think he's taken up the mantle. I don't think LeBron is – as clear the greatest as Jordan was when his career is over. So I think LeBron will only be the GOAT for 15 years. I think 15 oh years from now, wow. I'll, I'll make an argument that somebody else is better. Really? Yeah, I, I think that's how sports work. Like, for example, Babe Ruth. Imagine how great oh Babe God. Ruth was <laughs> that, I mean. that we still talk about him 100 years later. But Mike Trout's 100 times better, guys. Like, what are we talking about? And there's A-Rod. Oh, right. Oh God. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's just how it is. For I think the moral of the story here is, and why we started with it is that there really is no good answer, and everyone just has their opinion, yeah. and no matter what anybody says, will not change it. And that's what's fun about those two is, like, again, uh, Luke, you brought up in football. It's like, well, I was kind of a Brady hater too early on, but, like, there's just no denying it anymore. Mm. He's the GOAT. Um, you can't really make a case about anybody else. So I have that. I have fun with that um, in basketball all the time, and I know Aaliyah has some other stuff prepared. <laughs> I think we could, we could probably have a three-hour podcast just doing what we I did. Um, yeah. But uh, Aaliyah, why don't you bring up what you have over okay, there? Okay, cool. Um, well, I did go around some of the Columbia Athletic staff members today and just ask them for like this or that question, something that could spark a debate. Just want to hear your guys' opinion. So first of all, um, we have some food opinions. So for wings. Blue cheese or ranch and boneless or bone in? Ranch. Ranch. Boneless. Ooh. If I'm taking bone in, a drum, I would throw away flats. Ranch. Uh, that's oh crazy. I'm ranch God. bone in. <laughs> ranch bone in all the way for me. Ranch bone in, flats better than bone. Or than I don't hate that. I really don't. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, blue cheese with bone in is the answer. That's the classic way answer. to do it. I feel like most people would right agree answer. with you, but. I feel like nowadays ranch has like overtaken. I blue will cheese. say it's weird. Like what flavor of wink? That's true. We're not too. putting blue cheese on like, z- like zingy barbecue or whatever. <laughs> like we're talking <laughs> buffalo wings. Yeah, like just a hot wing. Classic, yeah. 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 Okay. And I don't like blue cheese, but I like. I, I just don't like the taste. I of think it. I'm I'm in the wrong for that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like I mean, if if you go to Buffalo and we've had guys who put like, like one of our one of my good friends, his dad has a restaurant there and they live out there and it's like 
if you try to put range on Buffalo, they scoff race, it's at like you. Sacrilege. Yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah. Really? I went there. Yeah. I went there once, and like I, I just don't like blue cheese. Like I get it. I agree with you. It's the way to do it. Yeah. I just don't like don't the like taste of it. Either. And I went there. I'm like, I, I can't. And they actually, I, one restaurant said no. They were just like, <laughs> we don't, we don't have ranch. And one restaurant said we have ranch, but we don't serve it with wings. And I was like, oh, oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's actually wild. They're like, they just don't do it. They don't, they don't recognize it. Wow. Yeah, I'm from the Midwest, so like ranch is huge out there. But, uh, ranch on pizza, you like that? Yes, I like that. That's great. Have you guys heard of like do you put honey staple? on your pizza? Honey. They do that I in like hun- Colorado. I like honey on fries. <laughs> honey on fries. Honey on fries. fries. They have a yeah. slice of pizza at Mama's too. The angry Nana that's like spicy. Hot honey. Hot like honey. Hot I don't love that. It's angry Nona. That's yeah, the yeah. It's hot honey. Is what it's pepperoni. It's yeah, it's, it's got the honey on it. Hot honey. And it's a great. It's a great. <laughs> like the pizza's so good because whatever it is, it's like a. <laughs> the pepperoni it's they use, it's, the it's, it's delicious, but something about the honey, I don't love it, to be honest. Uh-huh. I, I just haven't gotten around to it. A lot of people do, though. I can know? do hot honey, but I can't do, like, sweeter honey mm. mixed with that flavor. It's <laughs> a no for me. <laughs> All right, another one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, God. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> nah. No. There's something distinct. Yeah, I'm going to go with a about no. About a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot dog. I'll say no, but if you're organizing a menu, you put it under the sandwich section. What? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 no. What would you put it under? Yeah, hot dogs would get their own hot section. Hot dog. Yeah. Like, it's a hot dog. Well, if it's a hot dog place, you have a hot dog section. But what if you're at, like, a diner and they just have a hot dog? Okay, so is like it's a corn like a burger section instead? Oh, well, b- sandwiches and burgers. Is a corn, corn dog a burrito? What? No. <laughs> 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 Okay, you're not putting them under the Why'd same section. Why'd you have to think about that for so long? Well, because I'm <laughs> trying to get what he, see what he's getting uh, out here. Corn, it's a, it's, it's a no. meat wrapped in some type of carb. But it's not full. Really. It's That's not, just made it up. It doesn't complete. Like, it's not yeah, like a complete just, circle. You just made well, that it's not, it's not, not a, a complete circle. It's a hot dog. It doesn't, like, completely. Then that would be a it's corn no dog. Way. So it's is a corn dog a burrito? A corn dog is a hot dog burrito. It's not a burrito. It's a corn dog. It's closer to a lollipop than I think these are all distinct things. That was my argument. These are all distinct things. I'm on the same page with you guys, but that one is such a popular one. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Though. I've never heard that one. What do you think? One. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. No, I'm, I'm going to stick with you guys and say that they're separate <laughs> entities. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to open up that can of worms. <laughs> it's not okay. worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Something that, like, really it it kind of, like, blew my mind last year, how, like, adamant the captains were about cold sandwiches versus hot sandwiches. Like, they wow. are – they, like – I forget who, but one of them said like a cold sandwich isn't even shouldn't even be a sandwich, shouldn't even be what? a thing. Like oh, they Scotty were so y- they had some wild takes. But what are your guys' takes? What's better, a cold sandwich or a hot sandwich? Wow, I think in like like elementary school, middle school, growing up, like your mom packs you a good like double decker sandwich, jalapenos, mayo, maybe some bacon on it if it's a Friday. Like there's nothing <laughs> that could beat that. Like. Is that hot or cold? It's cold, oh, definitely. Okay. Like, there's nothing that can beat that. I'm not uh-huh. against hot sandwiches, but just like for memory's sake, like that, uh-huh. that cold sandwich in the lunch pail, open it up. Yeah. Everybody knows your mom loves you. I think that's a good uh-huh. feeling. That's sweet. I like a hot sandwich better, and uh, I like cold sandwiches. No disrespect to cold sandwich. Um, <laughs> I like the hot sandwich better, and I'll just use the one example we have. Uh, a little little um, piece of data that I can refer back to here. Oh goodness. Um, we during during the summer <laughs> during the summer we have after lift we, we get sandwiches and uh, last year were so going into my sophomore year they got us like cold wraps okay and uh, it's like cold cut wraps and you know I was eating them I I I enjoyed it but 
a lot of guys weren't eating them. They didn't they didn't love them. A lot of leftover. It was a big uh-huh. controversy. <laughs> so this year they were like, all right, we're gonna get food for you guys. But we don't want to have food waste. Like, mm-hmm. like tell us to get something that you're gonna like. So we gave uh, Coach Lamb, shout out Coach Lamb, stepped a, it up, stepped it yeah, up, yeah, <laughs> a list, and and he he get, he got us like uh, hot sandwiches, like Philly cheesesteak, chicken cheesesteaks. Um, some chicken wraps. The grill mm-hmm. wraps were. were yes, yeah, d- yeah. different nice. stuff, meatball sandwiches, stuff like that, and no, no one left any behind. Okay, well that, yeah. So that's, that's some good s- stats right there. Yeah. Some irrefutable evidence. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to beat. I am in complete agreement with CJ. Uh, almost to the point where I feel like hot sandwiches are almost like a spinoff of cold sandwiches, <laughs> where cold sandwiches <laughs> came first, and then it was like, all right, we'll do like a meatball sandwich <laughs> or, or like a, a Philly cheesesteak, and like I, f- I, I don't know, maybe that's just. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I grew up on a ham sandwich. I grew up on a yeah. turkey sandwich. So, uh, cold sandwich. Well, you're from California. So, like, you don't even know what a chicken cutlet is, you know? But you until know. I came out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know what that was either. And I'm, I'm That's actually crazy. crazy. It's such a, like, New York, New Jersey, Italian thing. If you mm-hmm. know it is. It, then, but, um, no, I mean, I think I'm totally, like, I think the hot sandwich is, like, the luxurious version of the cold sandwich. Okay, yeah. Like, I think cold sandwiches are a staple, like, lunches um like growing up as a kid eating in lunch boxes just lunches in general like you throw together a cold sandwich but like hot sandwich you can have for like dinner or like you mm-hmm. know it's like usually maybe a little maybe a couple more ingredients maybe a little nicer a little more complex like i think i'd probably prefer a good hot sandwich over a cold sandwich but i still love cold sandwiches and cold sandwiches are definitely like a staple it's not that they're not worth mm-hmm. being called sandwiches. I completely disagree with that. Yeah, it's, it's about how you do it. Like yeah. a homemade cold sandwich is going to hit 10 times better than something you could buy anywhere. So I think that's where yeah, that's fair. a big part of debate is it's like, all right, was your mom able to make a good cold sandwich? I think that's really what decides yes or no. No offense, Patty. I got a lot of comments <laughs> telling me to go make someone a Shout sandwich. That's a lot. Of <laughs> really? <laughs> that's, that's horrible. That's so my, my so pops made my You did a good job. Shout out pops. <laughs> All right, I have a few more questions before we wrap this thing up. Um, someone said that I can't have this podcast without asking this question for the hot takes. Does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> yes. Undisputably, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just don't think so at all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Short to each to their the own. Point. I'm not going to, like, judge somebody, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't get the people who are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, if you like that. Good for you, CJ. Yeah. Like, good for you, but I'm <laughs> never going to eat pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I, I tried it once just because, nah, like, give me pepperoni or something. You get like it from, that. like, Papa John's or Domino's. Dude, you're like. Stop <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? The best, <laughs> really did the best pizza in New York. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> like, with the little seasoning they put on a crust? You said that? Yeah, I did. You oh, you missed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah. it's better than, like, like, regular shops of pizza you can get in New York. Dude, like. Like if you did a blind taste test, you you would like uh, Papa John's. No, no, I wouldn't. No one, no one thinks that. If you get like some garlic sauce, dude, listen. There's a time and a place for Papa John's and Domino's. I'm not gonna. What are those times and places? When you're sad. (laughs) Like comfort food. Yeah. No, just when you don't don't feel like you're worth getting a good (laughs) slice of pizza. You know. That's the the self worth thing. Yeah, that's the time for Domino's and Papa John's. But any if if you want if you're looking for the best pizza you. Go to you go to your mom and pop slice shop. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like a grease fest most of the times when you do. Dude, you're shops. talking about Domino's and Papa John's. Yeah, <laughs> they make it the and right way. It's gonna fire. They make it there. the right way, dude. Pizza Hut. Oh, God. 
Come on, man. <laughs> Only when I give y'all is Little Caesars. Little Caesars is bad. But those Dude, other ones are gone, a delicacy. I, I've never even gone to Little Caesars. Like That's a problem. No, it's not. $5 <laughs> pizza? Well, also I will say this though. Pizza in Texas, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't get caught dead getting a slice of pizza in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Now shots fired in Texas. If, if I go wow. south, if I go south, <laughs> if I go south in New Jersey, I, I don't get pizza. You're not getting a pizza. South of New Jersey, and like I, you know, if I'm in Maine, sometimes I get pizza, and I always regret it. You know, maybe that's it. We don't have pizza shops besides like Papa John's, Domino's. Yeah, like rarely you'll find one. Like I won't like it. It's just. I mean, it's kind of like y'all with barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, no, I've had barbecue in Texas. It's like it's. In way better. Yeah. But at least I can admit that. You know and what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like you, you've had New York pizza. <laughs> it's better. I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> everybody else does. So. <laughs> some breadsticks. Get some breadsticks with it. Pizza Hut got good. Uh, cheesy, uh, Domino's got good. Cheesy bread? Yeah. That's, that, good. that's good. That's legit. You can't deny yeah. that. Domino's got good desserts, too. But if Joe's, We're arguing pizza, though. But if Joe's Pizza made cheesy bread, it would <laughs> probably be better. I don't know about that. Like I said, I told Caden and Luke they got to take me someplace where I can yeah. go because uh, Carmine's didn't do it. Not Carmine's. What is it? Cornet's didn't do it for no, me. Oh, well, not. dude, that's obviously Shout out Cornet's. But shout out Cornet. <laughs> Our <laughs> potential sponsor. The, jo- the, jumbo, the jumbo slice does hit sometimes. but um, 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no time. Um, wow. But, dude, go to Joe's Pizza. Or just at? go to Mama's too. Go to Mama's, Mama's? too. It's, 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 it's literally on 104th or 5th. Bro, you've never been, dude? 103. Fire. You've never had it? I don't go out much, bro. Bro, I I don't go. I I I've just happened to have it like maybe five six times. It's 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 yeah, amazing. It's but Joe's Pizza is my favorite. Joe's, I'll write it too. down. Dude, but John's, like, dude, John's on Bleecker. John's really good, good. but favorite. but you gotta like go and sit down. Joe's is a yeah, slice shop, yeah. and there's a lot of them. All right. So anyway. we're gonna do a blind taste test for yeah, like the, this gonna, last episode. We're gonna video sure. it. It'll be a video podcast. We'll we'll do a taste test. Sounds good. Pineapple we're does belong on pizza though, by the way. Oh God. Uh, where where are your guys? Pineapple and Canadian bacon, delicious. Yep. Yeah, I'm with delicious. I'm with, uh, I like that. pineapple and pizza as uh-huh. well. I just think pizza like is a uni- like a such a personal thing. Like yeah, whatever you, you like throw on throw it, it on there. That's really inspirational. Where where are you guys' favorite pizza spots in the city? Because you know. John's. I like John. That's my favorite. Mine as well. Really? Yeah. I like it, but I, s- I see your point about how it's not. But like, if you're talking about just like my favorite slice of pizza I've eaten, it's it's there. really John's. That's, yeah, that's just the the style is right up my alley. Yeah, like the the, the thin crust, Ugh. firm. You you got the little char on the bottom of it. Like that's yeah, it's good. It's, I had a uh, I had New Haven pizza this past summer though. Um, Mark Chapman. Like which is John's, which is what John's of Bleecker is inspired by, his New Haven style pizza. Yeah, like they're kind of like, si- like yeah. they have like similar, and that that was pretty fire. There's yeah. a reason that's supposed to be like the best pizza. In the they say in the Dave world, Portnoy yeah. says it's ca- pizza capital of the world. I had that. One, I had like Haven? Sally's once. Yeah, where, where Yale is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Like so unbelievable pizza. It's the only thing New Haven has. But that's if you <laughs> like that style, thin crust. No, I like, I like a big, big crust. Yeah. So Mama so. Two is more your thing. Big cheesy. Bro, My like favorite spot, I, I don't know, I didn't get a chance to answer. It was probably Domino's on 109. <laughs> <laughs> no right there by Subway. No one needs your I can't, We can't <laughs> keep doing this. Bro, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Can't be a New York podcast. <laughs> so you like lasagna? Dude? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, bro, it's just that garlic sauce, bro. Can't beat it. So why don't you just like, buy the garlic sauce and then you know, dip it a real don't sauce? Do that. It's disrespectful. Don't, yeah, That's I, disrespectful. I appreciate you not doing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's disrespectful. And then Papa John's got that. You wouldn't even hear Papa John's got that little pepper. You know what I'm talking about? Like the red pepper flakes? Not like the little green pepper, like the little jalapeno. It's like oh. not that hot though. It's like more oh juicy God. than it is hot. 
Bro, I don't. I, I don't will get say, that. CJ, I might go home and crush your Papa John's. Pizza. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that little pepper you like take a uh, bite of the pizza and then you like yeah. bite the pepper at the same time, just let it mix. The papadillas. Oh my isn't god! That, isn't that you the tried Hugh those? That was, special. That's the Will Hamilton. Will Hamilton. Special, <laughs> man. Shout out Hugh McLean. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Hugh McLean <laughs> if he's listening. Will Hamilton has put down more papadillas probably <laughs> than the rest of the Upper West Side. Papadillas. Amazing, amazing. It's like an inside-out pizza. Okay, well, we have a list of things we need to try on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so we'll wrap that up. Next week, I think I might do a start bench cut. So if anyone has any mm, ideas for that, wait. send them my way. LeBron, Jordan. <laughs> no, <laughs> Domino's, Pizza Hut, Caesar. <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. You will not like my answer to that. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll yeah, save that for oh next week, God. though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so – um, I'll get you guys out of here soon, but let's just look ahead to wrapping up the non-conference play this weekend at home against Maris. What can we expect? Well, um, I'll say we can expect some good ball at home. I think it's 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 always great to play at home and um, a chance to play Maris. We've played them every year since I've been here, so kind of got used to playing those guys. They're real passionate guys. Like you, you go out there and know. They'll have something to say to you after every play. And uh, our my sophomore year, they came out the gate 14-0 on us um, when we kind of might not have been as locked in as we should have. Um, so, like, they're a D1 football program. They're coming ready to play. They don't – like Luke said, they don't care who we played last week. They don't care how we did. So, um, yeah, you don't you don't, you don't want to get caught on the wrong end of the scoreboard any week. So, I think for now it's just preparing the right way and uh, maintaining that level. Um, going going into league play, this is our time to cement ourselves before we get into league play. Obviously, every game means a lot, so it should be a fun one to do at home too. I got a lot of mm-hmm. people coming, so. Oh, love that. Yeah, just uh, well, I, my my focus and I think everybody's focus is just being able to shake last week and play disciplined and physical this week. Um, all about us. Uh, just improving that product, like Coach always talks about. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to be mentally tough enough to, to wipe last week and still keep moving forward and getting better. So For sure. It, it doesn't stop. Uh, Maris coming to town, like CJ said, home games are always fun. Uh, looking forward to being back at home um, and hopefully just putting putting a great product on film. Yeah. Uh, I think just echo what all these guys said. These guys have said um, our focus every week is going 1-0. Um, they don't care that we played Princeton. They don't care that we lost. Uh, at the end of the day, we just need to play to the best of our ability um, and, you know, just kind of really hit our stride going into this into the Ivy League gauntlet that is right after Marist. So uh, I think it'll be a big week for us to bounce back. Um, I think it'll be a great week for us to figure some things out, um, clean up some things that we need to clean up um, and, you know, really just play our best brand of football um, and just focus, you know, focus on ourselves and not so much focus on Maris, but just focus, focus on ourselves, executing our assignments um, and just getting back to the brand of football that we play. Uh, yeah, I mean, echo what all three of those guys have said. Um, just go out there, execute. I say it every week. I think we can beat every team on our schedule. Maris is no different. Um, yeah, and let's, you know, let's get a win at home. Yeah, the uh – in the NFL, you know, it's a big deal sometimes. Uh, we had it with Calvin Ridley uh, this week against the Jags, a uh, revenge game. Zeke played the pa- uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Adam Thielen was against the Vikings. For me, Alvin Mater against Maris. So I'm rooting for you guys oh extra wow. this week. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, in, the, in the athletic communications field, this is as close as I'll get to a revenge game. So <laughs> um, I'm rooting for it uh, extra a little bit for you guys. Uh, game is 
um, on Saturday, like we said, at 12.30 um, at Robert K. Craft Field, uh, available on ESPN+. And you can uh, purchase tickets at GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets, and you can call 888-LIONS-11. Aaliyah, thank you once again for joining me. Of course, of course, and thanks to everyone at home listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you next week.